Hello, happy Thursday. <clears throat> Welcome to the live, friends. Thank you for joining first time live. Thrilled you're here. Thanks for hopping on over to this new channel. Uh, I appreciate you for, for following me to here because I am happy to be doing this and I missed you guys. And honestly, I kind of miss the daily live streams, but I just can't fit it into my schedule right now because it feels like I did one on Monday, but Monday feels like forever ago, you know? I just like miss you guys. This morning I've been thinking about um just chopping all my hair off because my hair is just she's fried. She's fried because I'd sit in bleach all the time. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of daydreaming. And I know this is kind of trendy right now. I'm kind of daydreaming of like a little cute French girl, Bob. What do we think? But then there's always the question. I have this like horrible old school fear of like, I don't have a French girl body. So I can't pull off the French girl, Bob, which I know is such fucking bullshit, but it's real, it's real ingrained. But here's my thing too, because I've been wanting, I've been trying to grow out my hair and like, this is pretty much it. And it's so fine that it's, it, as it grows, it just gets thinner and thinner on the bottoms. What if I become, what if I become a, a wig girl? What if I chop all my hair off super easy day to day? I also bleach my own hair, so it would be way the fuck easier to bleach my hair when it's shorter. Um, and then when I'm like, God, I wish I had long hair, I just buy like a high, don't look at, <laughs> I'm missing a nail, don't look. I like buy a high quality wig and then I plop around my head and then I could get like some fun wigs for going out. Maybe I'm a wig girl now. Yes, wig queen, Moira Rose. I want to get out of the United States. If I can't be a real French girl, I'll put on a, I'll put the, I'll have a French girl bob at least. Yeah, and a French girl body, by the way, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about this where people like French girls will be like, well, the reason why we're so healthy and thin in France is because X, Y, and then people being like, no, no, the reason you're so thin is not because you're healthy. It's because you smoke like a fucking chimney stack. And I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to do that. Yes. Because I've also been seeing all these people shaving their heads on TikTok and I'm like, I don't think I want that, but I'm envious. I'm envious of the ease. I'm envious of the ease. So... Anyway, that's what I've been thinking about. I got I got done prepping for you guys early this morning. So I was just watching like how to style a French girl Bob YouTube videos. So that's what's on my mind. But that's not why you're here. Uh, you're here because th of the news. And we're going to talk about it. Um, if you're new here, Super Chats. Well, I was going to say Super Chats and Super Stickers are enabled. Are they? I don't know if I'm able to do that right now because my channel is not established enough. This new one. Sorry, I got something. The new channel, it takes like a minute for it to kind of, for the YouTube to see like, okay, this girl's putting out regular videos. So I don't even know if Super Chats and Super Stickers are enabled. But um, 
If you're new here, my name's Leija. I'm a real life lawyer on a mission to demystify the law and how it affects your everyday life. This is my live stream channel. I also have an edited video channel where I do deep dives into all sorts of stuff. But here on the live stream, we talk about the news. All right, daily news. I got my dog Moira. She's sleeping literally right behind me and she is snoring away, which is better than attacking my cat. So <clears throat> you'll probably hear that now and again, now and again. Um, Venmo. I mean, my PayPal, my, my Venmo is just my name. It's just Legion Miller. This is the joy of having a weird name. Uh, you get, you get first dibs on all the handles. All right. So let's just, uh, let's just jump right into the news. <clears throat> Let me share this little, these tidbits with you. Okay. So the Supreme Court is likely going to decide whether or not Trump's taxes should be made public. This is after years, years of Congress trying to get a hold of his taxes. It stems from the 2016 election, which I know time feels really weird these days. 2016 was six years ago. I had a realization while I was going for a walk yesterday, like, oh, 2016 happened when I was 24. I have spent the majority of my 20s, I'm 30 now, but I spent the majority of my 20s living in like post-Trump hellscape. That's a long fucking time. Anyway, so it stems from the 2016 election and his presidency when he refused to hand over his taxes, which is like something that all the presidents before him have done. I don't know how far back, but it was like a common established tradition. The House Ways and Means Committee requested his tax returns, citing to a federal law that gives the committee the authority to see any taxpayer's documents. But Trump refused, so the House sued in 2019. But then the judge, who is a Trump appointee, surprise, surprise, the judge that they got their case assigned to, he just sat on it, just sat on it for months. And then the session of Congress expired. So they then had to renew the request, which they did in 2021. And the judge finally decided in December of last year, less than a year ago, finally decided that the committee did have a right to obtain the records. But then Trump, of course, appealed that, saying, no, no, appeals court, please overrule this judge. But the appeals court upheld that ruling and said, yes, yes, they do have the right to request your taxes. So then he appealed up to the Supreme Court asking for a temporary stay for now while they get ready for their full appeal. And the Supreme Court granted that temporary stay while Trump's team gets their shit together. And Justice Roberts gave the House committee until November 10th, so a week from today, to file their response. And they set that dead and the fact that they set that deadline indicates that the full Supreme Court will probably rule on the matter. But frankly, at this point, because that fucking judge, that that district court judge sat on it for so fucking long, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late because the Republicans are slated to take over the House in next week's midterms. Midterms are next week on Tuesday. Please don't forget I'm voting in person, and you can too if you have not done any sort of early voting. Voting in person, great option. Your employer has to let you go, okay? 
Anyway, this is probably going to be too late because the Republicans are slated to take over the House in next week's midterms. So by January, they'll be able to drop the lawsuit altogether because this lawsuit stemmed from the House Ways and Means Committee. So it's unclear whether this is going to get through in time with enough time for the the taxes to actually get released. But this is like par for the course for Trump. This is a classic Trump tactic. Just drag your feet drag your feet until time just runs out and then you you're you don't have to be accountable for anything that's what that's what happens when you've got a lot of money it's really it's really easy to just not please vote <sighs> Oof. 16 getting in fights with the MAGA boys. Yeah, high school sounds like a fucking rough time to deal with MAGA boys. Uh, yes. Moira does have the life. She has no idea who Trump is. No idea. Uh, I'm just looking at all your Looking at all your your little chats here. Early voting. Do it. Easy. Oh my god. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Why? Ugh. Okay. That's that. In other Supreme Court news, we got other Supreme Court news here. And this is slightly better. Uh, The Supreme Court has ordered that Lindsey Graham must testify in the Georgia inquiry into the aftermath of the 2020 presidential election. Remember how Trump like called an election official and was like, what if you just found 11,000 votes conveniently that would put me over the edge to win? Um, yeah, so they're talking they're talking to Lindsey Graham now about what might have transpired to see if uh, they can get any dirt on him or Trump and Grant Lindsey 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 has been dragging his feet, of course, and he whined and he complained the whole way there. So something tells me he might have something incriminating. However, The lower courts did rule that he didn't have to testify on subjects related to his official duties. Um, And so that stays in place. So even though he is going to have to testify, he does not have to uh, testify on subjects related to his official duties, which fucking sucks because he's probably going to be able to make anything that he ever did somehow tie back to his official duties. And the reason why he doesn't have to talk about anything related to his official duties is because of Article 1, Section 6 of the Constitution, which says that Congress people shall in all cases except treason, felony, and breach of the peace be privileged from arrest during their attendance at the session of their respective houses and in going to and returning from the same and for any speech or debate in either house, they shall not be questioned in any other place. Okay. So 
where does this come from was my question when I read this. This is called the speech or debate clause because it's speech or debate. Okay. So this came from English law, of course, because a lot of our law does. This article that I found said, uh, prior to 18, prior to 1689, the English crown had repeatedly used both the power of prosecution and its control over the courts to punish, suppress, or intimidate members of parliament who had made statements critical of the crown during parliamentary debates. Okay. Uh, so this stems from something related to how, like, the the king would, like, punish people for saying bad things about him in parliament. Um, hold on, I'm sinking in this chair. There we go. Here's the thing about in the United States. Um, we don't have a monarchy that 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 parliamentarians need protection from. Okay, and so, but it got written into our constitution because of this, uh, just like long-standing thing. Um, and in the, following the American Revolution, the Articles of Confederation said that freedom of speech and debate in Congress shall not be impeached or questioned in any court or placed out of Congress. Um, and it was adopted into the constitutional convention, into our current constitution without significant discussion or debate about like, hmm, is this necessary? And of course, it's basically to to encourage the f the free speech of our parliamentarians so that they can say what they need to say and have open and public debate on, you know, the House floor without fearing prosecution. Um, but I would say this has gone too far. <laughs> I would say this is outside the scope of what the English Bill of Rights from 1689 from whence came this clause in our constitution i'd say that's not what they had in mind to protect someone in congress from answering for tampering with democracy itself you know what i mean seems wrong seems seems like not something that should still be a thing that we are dealing with and yet it is and yet it is, okay? In other news, a new law went into effect on Monday requiring employers in New York to include pay ranges in their job postings. Sounds great in theory, but of course they've already found a way to get around that by creating, by showing such large ranges in their pay scale for specific jobs that it literally is meaningless. For example, salaries for New York City-based tech jobs at Amazon were listed by the company at a range of $88,400 to $185,000 per year. International consulting firm Deloitte, one of the city's largest employers, listed salary ranges between $86,800 and $161,200. Postings on the Wall Street Journal sought reporters and producers with years of experience, but listed salary ranges between $40,000 and $160,000. Citigroup's postings, however, took the cake, listing multiple job openings with a range between $0 and $2 million. They later said that was a glitch. A convenient glitch indeed. And this is just, uh, I get, I get what New York was trying to do. I get what they were trying to do, and I think it's important, but they need to put some sort of provision that's like, you must show a salary range of within 
like ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars. Like that's the biggest the range can be. You know, like who? Why did no one think of this? Or alternatively, probably someone thought of that, but then the businesses, because they've got money to do the lobbying, got in there and were like, "But you don't. That'll hurt businesses. How could we possibly know how much? Oh God, I fucking hate it. It makes me so fucking mad. Just every everything about." the labor market in the United States, but also specifically the lack of transparency that companies are required to have around salary ranges in their job postings. Because when you're looking at jobs, which I was doing for a while before I landed my current job as a divorce attorney, I was kind of looking, just seeing like, what what do I want to do? Because I was doing this YouTube thing full time. Um, but I wanted to get back into law or something law related. Um, and so I was just kind of always parole, perusing the the job postings because it wasn't an emergency for me to get an, a job. So I had time to kind of look and see what I wanted. But every time I looked, it was like, I don't know how much they're going to pay me. So I don't know if I want this job because, yeah, this sounds cool. This sounds cool for like 80K a year. But if it's 40K a year, then it doesn't sound cool. And it sounds like I'm going to get bitter really fast. And the thing is, is that like labor is just an, it's a, it's a, it's an exchange. It's, it's an economic exchange. It's an exchange of labor for money. It is a two-way street, but it has always been treated because companies are big. They know that we need a job and they know that like they've got all the power in the situation. And so they're the ones that can kind of lord it over our heads. Like you'd be lucky to get this job. How dare you ask for how much the pay is? Like if you were to apply for a job or if you were to find a job that you think looks really interesting and you were to, before applying, reach out and say, how much will you pay me for this job? I think you would immediately be like pulled out of the ranking or the running to be hired for that job. I think employers would be like, how dare they? You know, even though it's an equal exchange. Yes, I will give you my labor. How much will you pay me for it is a basic part of any job. And the like whether or not you want to do the job depends on whether or not it's going to pay your fucking bills because that's the only fucking reason why we work. Jesus Christ, it pisses me off so much. Ooh, it makes me mad. <sighs> yeah, and the interviews are the same energy. The interviews are the same like you would be so lucky to work here. What makes you think you deserve to be here? But they fucking need workers. Like what... <sighs> Oh my God. Yeah. Talk to your coworkers about how much you make. This is something that I'm passionate about too, even in, in the influencer industry, uh, because it's so opaque. Brands are paying one creator, one thing and another creator, another thing. And women and minorities are the one who's, who lose out because we don't know what the numbers are. And so we short sell ourselves. Well, I don't. Back when I was negotiating my own contracts, I came in real hot because I was trying to make up the difference for all the women out there who don't ask for enough money. But you know what I mean? And also just like in, in the content creation industry, men are content creators and women are influencers. Nary the two shall meet. A man, a man would never be called an influencer. He's a content creator. It's such fucking bullshit. I got so I got a lot to say about all of this. Anyway, yeah, the gaslighting, the gaslighting at my last job before I, like my big law job. I think it was the first time in my life that I had to like 
emotional capacity and jadedness to take a step back and be like, oh, I'm actively being gaslit at this job for a variety of reasons. I'm not going to get into the details, but like it was the first time I was like, oh, yeah, you can be professionally gaslit. 100% that's what's happening to me right now. I hate it. I hate it. I also hate this fucking office chair because it keeps sinking and I don't know how to make it stop. Also, office chairs are expensive, so I don't want to buy a new one. I'm mad. <laughs> yes. Start asking for more because if you, none of you are getting a market rate or if you're not getting market rate and everyone around you, it like that's important information to know and you're, you have the right to talk about it. We rage, we, we rage in today, y'all. Uh, <laughs> it's my sister. Hi, Anne. <laughs> I don't want to buy one. Okay, this is my sister, Anne. She often finds me free things um, by garbage cans. She has like a really excellent power to find free stuff. So, Anne, keep your, keep your eyes out for an office chair, please. Thanks for watching. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, where the fuck are we? Okay, great. So this is something that I did not see anywhere in like anything mainstream. I mean, obviously it's on CNN, but like I had to kind of dig to find this. Um, three women protested. They disrupted Supreme Court arguments to protest the Dobbs decision. Barely made the news. Unfortunately, I'm sure they thought that it was going to be something bigger. Maybe. I don't know. So, um, it was at the start of oral arguments yesterday, right? Yeah, because today is Thursday. Um, it was because the courtroom is now open to the public again after the COVID-19 pandemic, okay? They were at the back of the courtroom. First, one woman rose and said, I respectfully rise to denounce Dobbs. Women vote. And then she was taken away from the courtroom by security. And then another woman rose after her to say, the right to, to choose will not be taken away. Women vote for your right to choose. And then she was removed. And then a third woman stood up and said, we will restore our right to choose. Women of America vote. Um, none of the justices responded or acknowledged the protesters. The three were arrested and charged with violation of this title, making a harangue or oration or uttering loud, threatening or abusive language in the Supreme Court building. You can't do that. And Regulation 5, violating 18 U.S.C. 1507, demonstrating with the intent of interfering with the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing a judge in the discharge of his or her duty, which kind of sounds like a pretty serious charge. I don't know what kind of penalties come with that. And that fucking sucks. But good for them. That was brave. I'm sure they were fucking terrified. I don't think it did anything. Sorry to be a fucking downer. But uh, I wanted to bring it up because I didn't really see it on any sort of headline anywhere. And so I said, let's at least acknowledge what these ladies did. Uh, <laughs> the Supreme Court not acknowledging women? What a radical concept. What a radical concept. Oh, God. Yes, thank you, ladies. Sorry that you are now being probably prosecuted for that. All right, moving on. Uh, oh, this is fun. Miami-Dade County hired three Proud Boys to work at the polls. You love to see it. 
Uh, one of the men has since been reassigned because there was literal video of him inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th yelling, come out, come out wherever you are, Pelosi. Come out and play, Nancy. There's literal video of him. Hello. Hello. And the two others, they say that they've since renounced their proud boy status, but that's a fucking likely story. All right. This is all speculation, okay? I'm just alleging this shit. You don't sue me for defamation, but that's a likely fucking story. Yeah, I'm not a proud boy anymore. I just I just am now really passionate about civic duty. So I really want to work these polls. Get bent. Yeah, all three were members of the Vice City Proud Boys at one point. It's difficult to confirm whether Proud Boys who claim to have renounced the group have cut ties. In the past, multiple Proud Boys have claimed to leave the gang, only to reemerge alongside other members at rallies and events. <sighs> McInnes, the group's founder, claimed to step down as leader in 2018 after the gang committed felonious assaults in Manhattan, but then recently mobilized members to his speaking event at Pen Pennsylvania State University where they attacked students. So uh, it's really convenient to, to denounce it. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really convenient. So that's cool. Please vote. Um, okay, the Nicholas, uh, the Nicholas Cruz, what do I have here? Oh, okay. So Nicholas Cruz, the Parkland shooter, uh, he was sentenced to life in prison, not the death penalty. Uh, I don't really have anything more to say about that. I just thought that was a headline worth mentioning. He's got life in prison, not the death penalty, which even though he's a monster, I'm not in favor of the death penalty. So I consider it uh, good. I mean, taxpayers are going to, bad people are bad and I wish they didn't exist. And now taxpayers are going to have to pay for him to live off the system for the rest of his life. Um, but I still will take that over the death penalty. Plus it's Florida taxpayers and who gives a shit, you know, I'm just kidding. Kind of. All right. So yesterday a court ruled that the Miss America pageant can, can, is allowed to exclude trans contestants. They're allowed to exclude trans contestants because of their First Amendment rights, of course. Because if they were barred from it, it would it would it would interfere with their ability to express the ideal vision of American womanhood. Who's ideal? Who's ideal? Oh my God, I'm mad. Who's ideal? Jesus Christ. Okay, so the, the lawsuit was brought by Anita Green, a transgender activist who claimed that uh, Miss America's States of America... Wow, I <laughs> forgot how to read. I'm so mad. Claiming that Miss United States of America's policy of allowing natural-born women to compete violates an Oregon anti-discrimination law because she's from Oregon. Um... The Ninth Circuit said that applying the Oregon law, which prohibits discrimination based on gender identity and public accommodations to Miss United States of America, would violate the pageant's free speech rights under the U.S. Constitution. The court agreed with the company that it expresses its views on womanhood by determining, determining who can compete. <laughs> All right. And then the there was one dissent 
Um, Susan Graber said that the court should have first decided whether the Oregon law applies to the company at all before weighing the constitutional issues. So she was basically like, uh, we didn't go through all the steps here. You just went straight to the Constitution. Um, but the the opinion, the majority opinion was written by Judge Lawrence Van Dyke. He said, it is commonly understood that beauty pageants are generally designed to express the ideal vision of American womanhood. Is that commonly understood? I don't know if that's what I've always thought that beauty pageants were for. I always thought beauty pageants were for men. And like not to undercut the women who compete, I guess. But I would never have said, ah, yes, the beauty pageant, an opportunity for the company holding them to express what they feel is the ideal version of American womanhood. That's not really where I, where I would have gone with that. And then I started looking into this judge, Lawrence Van Dyke, because I was like, who's this fucking guy? I pulled up his Wikipedia page. Um, sorry, it's real small. Oh, boy. OK, now that really didn't help much. Um, so he let's see. He went to Oklahoma Christian University. Uh, then he studied civil engineering at Montana State University. And then he went to Bear Valley Bible Institute, a Bible college in Denver, received a Bachelor of Theology degree. Then he went to Harvard Law School. All right. I just, I don't even know where to begin. And then I found this article. This is from newrepublic.com. Unclear how, how valid the source is, if I'm being really honest. Um, but there he is. I just thought this was interesting. Because even, I don't know about the source, but like they quote from, from sources. So, from, from valid sources. Um, let's see, what, what did I want? So... One of his case, he's basically known for being kind of inflammatory. What did they say? Lawrence Van Dyke, a controversial appeals court judge, has been trashing his colleagues and delivering nonsensical rants since being elevated to the federal bench two years ago. This was written back in January. Um, let's see. I had something here. So in McDougal v. County of Ventura, he served on a three-judge panel. That reviewed a lower court's decision on COVID-19 orders. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. They reversed the district court and held that the county had, in fact, violated the Second Amendment. Yeah, he loves to rant about the Second Amendment. Um he wrote: the acute need for Second Amendment rights during temporary crises was well understood by our founders. Uh, the Second Amendment is a strong moral check against the usurpation and arbitrary power of rulers and as a necessary and efficient means of regaining rights when temporarily overturned by usurpation. Uh, he's, he explained that ready access to guns is also necessary to protect against more pedestrian threats. This is particularly true in these turbulent times of rising crime rates and mass police resignations due to low morale and the onslaught of legislative reform. Modern society agrees as firearm and ammunition sales have soared during the recent pandemic. Uh, God. Sorry, I, I can't remember. Let's see. 
And then he had some weird footnotes. I'm not a prophet, but since this panel just enforced the Second Amendment and this is the Ninth Circuit, this ruling will almost certainly face an en banc challenge because the Ninth Circuit is usually pretty liberal leaning. <clears throat> this prediction flows from the fact that this is always what happens when a three judge panel upholds the Second Amendment in this circuit. Like this guy, he's an ideologue. Ideologue. Okay. He then explained mockingly that he would write a draft version of the opinion that he thought the en banc Ninth Circuit would issue to overturn his ruling. To better explain the reasoning and assumptions behind this type of analysis, my alternative draft below will blah, 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 blah. Anyway. So there was something that I saw. Oh, yeah. Okay. Van Dyke's road to the federal judiciary was rocky, to say the least. After former President Trump nominated him to the Ninth Circuit in September 2019, the American 2019, the American Bar Association rated him as not qualified and in an unusually blunt letter to the Senate Judiciary Committee described him as arrogant, lazy, an ideologue and lacking in knowledge of the day to day practice, including procedural rules based on interviews with roughly six lawyers and judges who worked with him. It went on to say that he lacks humility, has an entitled entitlement temperament, does not have an open mind, and does not always have a commitment to being candid and truthful. During his Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, he tearfully defended himself, including on the reviewer's claim that he would not say affirmatively that he would be fair to any litigant before him, notably members of the LGBTQ community. Uh, and then they confirmed him and then they confirmed him and now he's a judge. This is why I'm always screaming about how nobody's impartial and some judges don't even try to hide it. There's always like, there are always, if you are practicing regularly in any, in any jurisdiction, and I know this more so because I've talked to a lot of lawyers that have way more years of experience than me in a specific jurisdiction. They will always have the list of judges and like how they lean one way or the other. If they tend to find for the defendant or they tend to find for the prosecution or they tend to find for men in marriage cases or women in marriage cases or if they tend to be unfair or not fair, like like the, the, people have lists. Lawyers have lists. They know which judge they want and which judge they don't want. And there's a reason for that because judges aren't impartial arbiters of the law. Say it with me. Judges are not impartial arbiters of the law. They are human beings. Thanks for joining in on that chant with me. Why do I feel like this guy also owns a beauty pageant? God. Because he was appointed by Republicans. They don't care. They don't care about morals or ethics. They just want to have all the power. Um, I have... Oh, that's interesting. Beauty pageants provide the most college scholarships to women in the U.S. That's great. That's great. Um... What was I going to say? I don't know. I'm just, I'm mad. Oh, I just I just filmed a part 2 to my alt-right TikTok reaction video that's going to be over on my edited video channel. So, I think I'm more fired up right now because I just got done yesterday watching so many alt-right TikToks.
so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, what's what's American womanhood? Who's ideal? The ideal American womanhood. Who's ideal? Men's ideal? Because they're the ones who own the pageant. Sounds about right. Who asked? Who asked them? It is always the fucking Harvard alum. It's always the fucking... If, if you see someone with some power-hungry, nonsensical bullshit like this, look at their resume. They probably went to Harvard or some other Ivy League. An interesting pattern. All right. Moving on. What are we doing? Okay, that's all I had for you in that in that area. We're moving on to consumption corner, consumption corner. Um um Starbucks holiday drinks go on sale today, November 3rd. So, uh I'm off I'm off simple simple sugars right now for my health and wellness because I'm currently undergoing treatment for PCOS and hormone instability. <laughs> uh, so adding sugar to the mix is uh, not helpful for healing. But if you are consuming sugars right now, please have a peppermint mocha in my honor. Because man, I love that shit. I did have a couple pieces of Halloween candy on Halloween um, because it was Halloween. I'm not, I still got to live my life, you know? Um, okay. And then one other thing. So I have been rereading all the Harry Potter books, um, for fun because I just want fluff because I'm reading the news every day. And, uh, at night I just want to read things that remind me of my childhood. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been rereading all the Harry Potter books. I am almost done with book number four. That one's a fucking doozy. It's like 800 pages long. Um, I just got to the, he just finished the, uh, the underwater people challenge. Um, so Cedric's time is really ticking anyway. Uh, and then I saw this, I saw this article. So I thought I'd, I'd look at it. Bo Dobby's grave can stay on a beach in Wales, but please stop giving him socks. After a gravesite for the Harry Potter elf became a tourist attraction, tributes to the character prompted environmental concerns. Ah, look at it. It's on the a beach and it, it was erected on the beach, the beach in Wales where the character's death was filmed. Um, the beautiful place, as Dobby described it, was Freshwater West Beach in Pembrokeshire, Wales. Pembrokeshire, where fans have assembled a memorial to Dobby. Environmental officials have become concerned that the site's popularity with tourists was having a negative effect on the beach. And considered tearing the memorial down. But last week, Dobby's gravesite won a reprieve when officials announced that it could stay as long as visitors stopped leaving behind tributes to Dobby, which is environmentally ruinous litter. Your socks are environmentally ruinous. Okay. Dobby. The memorial to Dobby will remain at Freshwater West in the immediate term for people to enjoy. The trust is asking visitors to only take photos when visiting the memorial to help protect the wider landscape. Stop leaving your socks. 
thought that was nice. Anti-slavery king. Uh, yeah, rereading it as an adult with like critical thinking skills is wild. The amount of the amount of uh, bigotry uh, is shocking. I guess not shocking because J.K. Rowling wrote him. I right? <laughs> uh, shocking, and um, Hermione seems to be the only one concerned with it, and everyone else is like, "You stupid girl." Why are you going on about elves? Ron and Harry are fucking awful to women also. Just fucking rude. Unless they serve them some purpose. Or they're Cho Chang. The girl with two last names. The girl with the last name as the first name. Uh, they're useless to them. But. Yeah, JK is a turf. I did not give her any more of my money. I'm rereading my childhood books. I've owned them for over 15 years at this point. But it is kind of heartwarming. It's it's bringing me back to my childhood. It's what it's what I needed. All right? Great. That's that's all I have for you other than please vote. Please vote on Tuesday. I'm going live on Monday, so I'm going to be yelling about it as well then. But please go and vote on Tuesday or before then. There's also early voting. I honestly have never learned how early voting works because it's way easier to just show up. I just I know where my polling place is. I'm going to just show up on Tuesday. Um, so whatever floats your damn boat, go for it. Go for it. Good. Yes. Do it. I will hug her. I will hug her. I always hug her. I give her good scratches. She loves a butt a butt scratch. She'll come up to you and she'll turn around and she'll present her booty because she knows what she wants and she's a queen who asks for what she wants. Whatever floats your boat, just vote. Oh, that's a good saying. Shit. Um oh what a, okay, so uh, let's see. I usually have this banner where you can support this channel. You gotta go, you gotta go over to my main channel to do, to become a member, but you can join my Patreon that is linked below and that is appreciated. I also have merch. I think that's linked on my main channel. We're still figuring it out, this, this two channel thing, but I appreciate you for being here. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up on this video because it really helps the algorithm. I need the people to find me who want me, you know, just got to get in front of the right people. Share this if you found it informative. Thank you for being here and coming over to this part of the the YouTube land. Um, yeah, thanks for being here. I will be back on Monday morning. On Monday morning. And then that, that TikTok, alt-right TikTok reaction video that I filmed should be out Wednesday. Wednesday of next week. All right. <clears throat> Great. Don't forget to vote. Thanks for being here. Have a nice day. See you Monday. Bye-bye.